Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is a very special episode. This is our 200th episode of the podcast. So thank you for joining us. And um, thank you for everybody who's been listening and our terrific guests from all over the world and who have led us up to 200. So here we are. And I thought we would do something a little bit different today. Um, while we've done solo episodes in the past, I thought we would maybe ask myself some of the questions that I ask guests. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, and let's start off with briefly introduce yourself. How long have you lived in Chicago? Well, my name is Rich Hebron, and I am the host of this soon to be critically acclaimed podcast, Rich Conversations. And uh, I enjoy lawn walks through the city and through nature and uh, uh, to clear my head and to think and to observe the life around me. That's probably my favorite thing to do is take walks. Uh, I enjoy um, learning and pursuing my curiosity. And that means just about everything uh, as far as where it can take me. I love having deep conversations. I uh, dislike very superficial conversations. And um, I, uh, I'm very grateful for life and to be here. So I've lived in Chicago since fall of 2007. So that's coming up on uh, minus nine months. So I would say I've lived in Chicago for over 13 years. So Rich, what would you say the general vibe of Chicago is? And what makes it unique from other American cities? To describe the vibe of Chicago, um, sometimes you have to go outside to see inside. And one of my favorite things um, on trips is coming back and returning. And uh, so say if I, I fly out of O'Hare, I love airports, by the way, um, which is why you'll probably hear me ask questions about airports to other people, because uh, I think airports are a great snapshot or like impression of a city or region. And O'Hare is, is uh, not far from me. So I'll take the bus and then uh, the CTA train to get there. Uh, but coming back, so coming back on trips, I'll take the train and then I'll get off and I'll take the bus back to my apartment. And especially when I get on the bus, I sit down and everybody looks different, but the same at the, the, the same time. So like you have people from all different backgrounds that all look different. But there's like this vibe. There's this like chill, cool vibe. And um, Chicago in particular, it's not a very fashionable city. People aren't, you know, people wear what's comfortable, what's warm or what's for the season. Uh, and and that's <laughs> that's who we are. There's like a the vibe of Chicago is a mix between L.A. chill and New York hustle. So we just. We just do our thing. We just like work hard and we don't have to like talk about it. 
we just we just be you know we just are who we are um and i think what makes it unique from other cities is that it really embodies these midwest values that that people are when they think of americana culture like that's what it is but it's it's like the epicenter of that um from what i've observed every city and region has different values and the two distinct values in the midwest and um, chicago especially embodies this is kindness and work ethic uh those two things if you if you have those two values you can make it pretty far in uh in the Midwest. And people will often note the friendliness of people. And, you know, on a daily basis, you know, people are people are friendly and, and kind to each other and uh, apologizing when you like bump into them. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> you know, like, uh, um, but also like the work ethic here is is pretty intense. Like everybody's working, everybody's grinding. And I think those bring us together. We're a very multicultural city. And, you know, people come from all over because they see Chicago as uh, a city of opportunity. And, that, and that's what I love. Um, one of the biggest knocks is the weather and kind of the terrain. People, people like going on hikes and, and being out in the mountains and, or the beaches or you know, uh, it's not very glamorous to just have like just flat <laughs> land. So the outdoorsy people don't necessarily love Chicago, but there's plenty of things to do. We have a lake right here. We have a river. We have so many uh, parks. Um, but the harsh weather. Now, for me, the way I look at it, I personally look forward to those. It kind of hits you suddenly. It's But it's always, almost always the first two weeks of February where the weather will just like get down in the teens and it won't come back up for like two weeks. Um, everybody's bundled up, but it's that it builds camaraderie. It builds character, uh, both uh, toughness mentally and physically. And I personally love the solitude. So I can go, I can just go walk and no one is out. Like if I go to the lake or even downtown, say it'll be like 5 p.m. And it's dark and it's just, it's very, very cold. But it's just like you in the city. And it's this very like intimate relationship. And it allows you to think about life and reflect on your experience. And I think that's incredibly unique to to other American cities and around the world. And I love it. So um, the time I have trouble with is like the spring where it's, it's just like always in the forties and it's kind of gray and, you know, you just need to go somewhere warm. That's the, that's the place. I wouldn't be a snow bird where like you just like stay somewhere for three months. That's warm. I would, I like doing like little trips like that. So Let's go to this one. If someone were to visit your city for a few days, what would you recommend them doing? Well, first, Chicago uh, has something for everybody. So it's really up to the individual and their personality and interests um, and what they would like to do. Um, I would 
I've been enjoying giving personal tours at the at the Art Institute. Um, I think I mean, I've given like three private tours within like the last month and a half. Uh, I usually go there on Thursdays because it kind of like um, kicks off my weekend. I almost go every week. I'm a member there, so I I get in for free and and three other people. So if you're listening and you, you know you want to go to the Art Institute and visit, I can show you around uh, for free and. I just enjoy I enjoy the vibe there. It's very inspiring. And um, really, to me, like art is just it's just ideas. And those ideas are presented in different ways, whether it's a painting or a um, installation or sculpture or something, whatever it is. Right. Um, so I would I would love to give people tours of the Art Institute live music, you know, uh, definitely check out live music. Uh, there's so many different venues in the city. Check those out. Uh, the food scene is great. It's something for everybody. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so fun living in Chicago. There's something to do every single night. Um, and in the summer, especially, there's uh, there's so much energy, especially in the summer. It's like this pent-up energy that explodes for like three months and it's uh you don't want to miss it it's so cool to be here um so i would say it all depends on the person and the season um yeah how about this who are three musical artists in your heavy rotation right now um right now so i i listen to a lot of like Dance pop. That was my number one category on my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> uh, like uh, French house. Um, I like like groovy kind of vibey. Uh, groovy is probably the, the better term, like new disco. Um, recently, especially when I was in New York, I was listening to this album called Since I Left You by the Avalanches. And um, watching the Super Bowl. And seeing, you know, like Dr. Dre and Eminem perform, I, I have dipped back into that that discography, uh, which has been pretty fun lately. Uh, Nevermind, the Nevermind album by Nirvana. I've been listening to that because I just recently read uh, uh, this Chuck Klosterman book. We should do an episode on this book. It's called The 90s. Uh, Chuck Klosterman is my favorite writer. It's it's he's like philosophical but uses pop culture to like think philosophically uh it's a lot of fun and so like obviously nirvana is a big part of the 90s or 90s culture uh i just finished that book recently that was uh, that was a good book i enjoyed that uh nirvana tame impala i listened to quite a bit um I've been listening more to like loungy kind of music, uh, you know, like Frank Sinatra, not exactly Frank Sinatra, but uh, Alexander Claudi. She was on the podcast episode like 180 something. Um, she sent this from Greece. Isn't this cool? Uh, she sent a CD of her album. It's called Shampoo, I guess, in uh, Greek. But it, it, it's, it's got this like cool sound. I like just like this, this nice sound. Um, 
been listening to Lana Del Rey a little bit lately. Uh, I don't know exactly why, but it also has that kind of loungy, uh, you know, I just, I just kind of like that recently. Um, I'll like at night drink a glass of Bordeaux and, uh, you know, just relax, <laughs> listen to that music. I'm sounding kind of old now, but what I do in the mornings, I've been listening a lot to, I bought, uh, the record 1999 by uh prince on vinyl for like i found it for like eight bucks so like every morning i have a morning routine that i follow and then as i'm making breakfast which is like like hour three of this this routine uh i uh play the first two tracks and it's 1999 and little red corvette and those like those bangers just like start me off in a, a great mood for the day. Uh, so that, a little bit of Prince. I don't really listen to Prince on uh, Spotify though. Um, so those, those are, are definitely some, some uh, artists and music in my heavy rotation right now. Who or what are three people or things that have influenced your outlook on life? And we'll stick to famous or historical things that other people would be aware of, or that could research. Um, because yeah, obviously, we're influenced by our parents and our family and our friends, but it doesn't really help other people or listeners uh, to explore ideas that those people have. Um, I would say, it's, I mean, I once on my, uh, I have two whiteboards. I have like a small one over there. That's like, uh, what is that? That's probably like 24 by 36. And then I have an eight foot whiteboard in the uh, living room. And I remember I went through like, I put like a hundred names on there of just uh, people who have influenced me. Um, as an artist, what artists do is they, they see ideas and they take ideas from everywhere and it kind of informs uh, their own art and their own perspective. So nothing is actually truly original. It's just, you know, through the, all these different ideas are filtered through an individual's mind and then it seems original, right? But I would say of three, if I had to narrow it down to three, because the host asks such tough questions, uh, I'd probably go Phil Jackson. This is in no particular order. But if it wasn't an order, it'd be the Beatles, Phil Jackson, um, Ooh. Mm. Maybe Vincent Van Gogh. Maybe those three. Now, obviously, I've been influenced by many, many ideas. But uh, yeah, I would say I'd say probably those three. Um, definitely. Yeah, I'd probably say those three. The Beatles, Phil Jackson, and Vincent Van Gogh.
for so many different reasons, that would be a podcast itself. See, everything is like a, a podcast. Um, because what podcasts are, they're just like audio files. So whatever's on those audio files. But we're uh, wrapping up here. We have a couple questions left. What's something you're curious about recently? Now, you're asking me. That is like. This is kind of weird. It's kind of meta, but. Uh, so, Rich, what is something you're curious about recently? Um, I could probably give you an answer, I think. But if you ask other people what I've been curious about, they'll probably tell you the information revolution. <laughs> I can't shut up about this, uh, including on potential dates <laughs> that I've been on recently. Uh, but it's the most profound thing to happen in our lifetimes. It is disrupted and influenced everything. Um, and what essentially this is, is that we're able to measure data and information. And in a computer context, it's allowed us to infinitely like do things. Um, and everything is available. And it's, it's also going to create more revolution. So in like human history, there are these revolutions. So the first one being the cognitive revolution where, um, you know, as a species, we just like, oh, let's use our brains, right? The next one is the agricultural revolution, which has created uh, societies. The next one happens like 300, 400 years ago, and that's the scientific revolution. So the scientific process, and uh, that was created kind of in the Renaissance, and now the information revolution. But what is so unique about the information revolution is how it will enable multiple revolutions to happen quicker and quicker. So you see this like, uh, say 70,000 years ago, you have the uh, cognitive revolution, then like 10,000 years ago, then like 400 years ago. And then now, and then we're going to have like upcoming, we'll have a, the bio biology revolution, the energy revolution because of what the information revolution allows us to do. So that's what I've been talking a lot about recently. And I'm, I'm uh, I need to, read more about this book called the information and it, it goes on about the history um like alan turning turing uh obviously was a big influence it's it's a very dense book but um in the long run history is the story of information becoming aware of itself Yeah, it's, it's uh, that's that's what I'm curious about. I'm also curious about culture, the culture that exists right now. So conversations I've had with many, many people across ideologies, across industries, just across geography, 
the same patterns are coming up. So the patterns in these conversations and uh, people are like coming to the realization or like having thoughts. They're asking questions about the current culture. It seems to be really fake, like really fake. And it creates this really boring culture, which is really interesting. Um, it's creating a culture where you can't ask questions. There's almost like this blind acceptance. And uh, in like intelligent, reasonable people that I talk to, like everybody is kind of... Uh, reflecting on this it's interesting so I'm, I'm very curious where as a culture we go um moving forward i think that'll be really interesting uh what's something that excites you over the next two years rich and this is our final question for our 200th episode you know it's abbreviated uh usually we ask more questions to guests but um Something that excites me. I'm excited for the projects that I'm working on, the direction that they're going. And uh, two years from now, I mean, what do you think? We'll be at like 500 episodes. I don't know. That'd be fun. Um, I'd probably say, though, falling in love. That's what excites me over the next two years. I, I believe that I'll fall in love. And I'm excited for that experience and that whole uh, period of time and like transitioning into the next kind of phase of my life. Um, I think that'll be really exciting. That's what uh, I'm looking forward to. Now, uh, where that will come from or who it will be, I have no idea. Uh, that's the conundrum, isn't it? But uh but I think it will happen and I'm excited for it. Um, so that concludes episode 200. Uh, Rich, I'd like to thank you for joining us and sharing this with us. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. You're welcome. Uh, and we have so many more great episodes coming up. Uh, we Some great things are happening and we're just meeting so many awesome people so many thoughtful individuals that are doing terrific things in their lives and their industries. And um, I'm excited for the future. Um, the more people I talk to around the world, there's this enthusiasm about the future and um, contrasting it with like, uh, well, this is a whole other <laughs> podcast episode, but um, people around the world are excited about the future and in the possibilities. And it's really cool. It's really cool to be a part of the human story right now. Um, and having that humility that we're just, we're just like on this continuum, you know, and uh as young generations, we have the opportunity to affect and 
creates and shape what the human story will be. And, and um, to me, that's, that's really exciting. And uh, I love just exploring a lot of ideas with people from all over. Um, it's awesome. So thank you for listening to episode 200. 200 is now in the books and we're going to move forward and uh, we're just going to get better every day, every episode. And it's exciting. <laughs>